0: On today's Changemakers on Cork's Red FM, we have Kevin from StatCraft, a renewable energy company who operates in wind, solar, hydropower and battery projects. Kevin, you're very welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited to learn how Ireland is doing in the renewable energy sector and I'm excited for you to share your knowledge with our listeners. Firstly, do you want to tell us what StatCraft is all about?
1: StatCraft are actually the largest producer of renewable energy in Europe and they produce that power through a combination of their hydropower dams, wind projects, solar projects around Europe. StatCraft entered the Irish market in 2018 and we now have a team working out of the Cork Airport Business Park in Cork with over 100 people working there. And we're developing a whole range of renewable energy technologies. So onshore wind farms, offshore wind farms, solar projects and battery projects.
0: What is your role in StatCraft?
1: So I'm the Managing Director for Stackcraft in Ireland and the UK. My role is to manage a fantastic team and enable them to build some really cool renewable energy projects in both markets.
0: What types of renewable energy projects do you work on?
1: Quite a lot of the traditional renewable projects in Ireland have been onshore wind farms. And Ireland has done an incredible amount of onshore wind already where over 40% of our electricity in any one year comes from onshore wind projects. So Stackcraft are currently building four onshore wind projects at different locations around Ireland. But over the last few years, the other renewable technologies have really advanced as well. So we're also building Ireland's largest solar project in County Mead at the moment, which is a very large project, over 600 acres of a site with 300,000 solar panels being installed. So really significant scale project and going to make a real difference to reducing our carbon emissions from our electricity generating system. We also then develop projects like battery projects to store the electricity when there's excess power on the grid and then to feed it into the grid system when it's needed at other times. And we're building one of what will hopefully be the first set of offshore wind projects off the coast of Ireland.
0: We're all learning here on the Changemakers podcast. Every week there's something new. So do you want to just fill us in on the benefits of wind power for people?
1: There's a number of benefits. The obvious first benefit is that rather than having to import fossil fuels from European or international markets, we're able to use our own fuel to produce that power. And actually, Wind Energy Ireland last year recorded that Ireland saved two billion euros by the power that was generated from wind farms and the avoided cost of having to pay for gas, typically gas, to be brought in to generate that power instead. So a really significant saving on the emissions that we produce from our electricity system and saving us a huge amount of money because we don't have to pay for gas to be imported into the country. So they're the primary benefits. It also means that we have what we call energy security so that if there are fossil fuel crises like at the moment where natural gas because of the issues with the Ukrainian war and Russian gas not being available to you price of electricity goes up even more because gas generates the majority of our electricity in Ireland. But the more wind power we can use or the other renewable technologies like solar to produce that electricity means we have to burn less gas and therefore we need to pay less for our fuel and it brings down our electricity prices compared to what they'd be if we had to rely on the really expensive gas when the price peaks. And it also means that there's far less emissions from the generation of that electricity.
0: Can you fill us in on maybe some of the renewable energy projects that you're working on at the moment?
1: We have four wind projects uh, at various stages of construction. So we have a project in the east side of Cavan at the moment, Taggart, that's a seven turbine project that's now going into full operation. We started building that over a year and a half ago. And that basically means that we had to sign agreements with a landowner and then secure planning approval for the site, then secure the grid connection capacity. And then the design team would design the project and then take it forward into construction and we built that project over the last year so that's really exciting now because that project is producing electricity and it's going straight onto our national grid and as I said earlier it's reducing the cost for electricity and the amount of emissions that we would need to generate our electricity.
0: So you're set to work on a wind farm in the Midlands so can you fill us in a little bit about that project?
1: Yeah, that's a really exciting project actually because it's just going to construction and we're going to be building the largest wind turbines that have ever been operated or built in Ireland. So they're 185 metres from the ground to the very top of the blade. That's over 600 feet. That's a really big structure. So there's nine of them in this site. That project takes quite a while to build. So you go in and have to build the roads and then the foundations. And then the turbines are typically shipped in from different parts around the world and come in different pieces. The towers, which are typically steel towers, and then the carbon fiber blades, as well as the turbine actual generating unit itself. So they all arrive on site and then we get some really large cranes to put them and assemble them together on the site. And it actually takes quite a while then to also build a grid connection where the project connects the cables into the existing air grid so that we can supply the power so all in that could be over 18 months of a construction time scale but as I said it'll have the largest turbines in Ireland when they're operating and we really look forward to having that working
0: and offshore wind in Ireland is another area that you're working on so do you want to fill us in a little bit more about that
1: That craft actually have one of the first phase of offshore projects that are being proposed to be built in Ireland. A site called a NISA site, just off the coast, east coast north of Dublin. And that project is likely to contain about forty offshore wind turbines. And those turbines are significantly bigger than the onshore turbines. So they could be almost three hundred meters high, which is a phenomenal height, and could generate a very large amount of capacity on an individual turbine basis. The hope for those projects is that they can be permitted through the planning process over the next two years and then go into construction and it takes quite a while to build an offshore wind farm you have to have the weather conditions at a right level because the ships can only operate with putting the turbines up and people working on them in certain weather conditions so it could be a three-year construction timeline to put all the wind turbines together and then the cables have to join up to the turbines and then go onshore and you have to build a grid connection onshore so quite a big project. Well, you're typically talking hundreds of millions, if not billions of euros to build even one of these projects. So it's a really, really significant scale. But what's really exciting is companies like Stackraft are very happy to invest that level of investment to build those projects. And that there's a whole group of international companies and Irish-based companies who are working together to build these projects. And the potential then for offshore after we build these first wave of projects is immense. And there's quite a few projects proposed along the southern coastline of Ireland and then even into the future the proposal is to build projects even further out into the sea where rather than have the foundations fixed to the seabed they go so far out into the sea that the sea is too deep for a foundation to be based on the the sea floor and they actually float which is very hard to kind of get your head around something that big 300 metres tall or even higher floating on the surface of the water but it's a little bit like an offshore oil rig or a gas rig where they actually can design it that this big structure can generate power on it so that's really exciting that that Technology is now going to become available in the future. And over the next couple of decades, Ireland will hopefully be a real leader in developing those projects and that type of technology and producing huge amounts of electricity then that can be used in Ireland or exported to other countries.
0: I read an article recently about that Ireland could be the low carbon leader and I saw that you commented on it. So, can you fill us in a little bit more about that and how Ireland can become that?
1: I think Ireland's on a really exciting journey but we have quite a bit to go. But I think we should be optimistic about where we can go with this, but also quite proud of what Ireland has achieved to date. Ireland's challenge is we have one of the best renewable resources in Europe. We have all the wind resource that we all see with the wind blowing on probably too regular a basis sometimes for people. But that that wind resource combined with our solar potential, which is still actually relatively okay for a country as far north as as Ireland. But those technologies can actually take us from a level of where about 40% of our total electricity comes from those technologies at the moment. To 2030, the target has been set for 80% of all of our electricity that we consume coming from renewable sources and that will be a real growth of renewables relative to the size of our market so in other countries where they're interconnected with each other the power can be moved around far easier but because we're an island nation it's quite challenging to get all of that power into our grid because at certain times the wind can blow or the solar power can be too much and we actually produce excess electricity so actually the future beyond 2030 is we will be what we call a net exporter of electricity so just like a lot of other things that ireland has been really good at developing our agri sector or pharma sector all all those areas are huge exporters of the products they they produce well similarly for our renewable energy resources we can produce far more power than we need and by interconnecting with other countries in the uk and, and europe we will be able to export that power at times when there's excess production above the amount that we need on our system so that's a really exciting future into the long term and onshore wind and solar will form a big part of of that and meeting our own domestic needs but actually then the real future growth beyond that will be our offshore wind portfolio and the potential there is huge we have a very large coastline with a really really large area of waters that are controlled by the irish state so the potential is really really big in that area and that's why there's so much positivity now building around that ireland can be really as you said a leader in low carbon economy and that we can be a producer of renewable energy and it's supplying it to other countries in Europe and around the world.
0: There's a lot of opportunity here for, say, people to go into this area as well.
1: Yeah. Personally, I started in this sector 23 years ago and there wasn't a lot of opportunities or a lot of interest in it, but it's completely transformed over the last few years and particularly in the last few years now the government has set very clear targets and there's a lot of companies who are developing renewable energy in Ireland like my company Stackcraft, and actually quite another large amount of companies based in Cork and we all need people to work with us to be able to deliver these projects and that presents a great opportunity for anyone who's looking at a career change or looking to get into a career coming out of secondary school or college. There's just so many different jobs there and it's not just as maybe the stereotypical oh you're in a engineer and you build something this is across the range so whether you have a communications background a legal background a science background a finance background all those skills are needed to work in this sector and it's even wider than that because Ireland is on a journey towards not just making itself sufficient on its renewable power but also electrifying our transport sector our heat sector and our general as the economy grows the electricity consumption goes up so we need to grow at a level that hasn't been seen before. And what that requires is whether it's the local authority who have to make planning decisions, the grid operator who needs people to help build new grid infrastructure. There's a whole range of areas where people are going to find really good opportunities to work. So if there's any one message that I can deliver to people listening to this is that there's so many opportunities there. Please be proactive and reach out and look at the Stackcraft Ireland website. But across the board, you will easily find a lot of opportunities in the renewable sector.
0: We are a Cork radio station. And so I have to ask, how is Cork doing in the renewable energy space?
1: Yeah, I think it's really exciting where Cork is this is a true Cork man speaking here but I believe we're the, the capital of renewable energy development now we are a hub that crafter as I say the largest producer of renewable energy in Europe and we're really proud to have our Irish base in Cork but there's many other companies now based in Cork as well that are across the range of services and expertise working in the area so other development companies like us but also a lot of environmental consultancies, engineering consultancies legal firms and all those support services all working in this area. So Cork is the place to be I would say when it comes to finding a career in renewable energy and it's just a really exciting time.
0: A lot of our listeners would have their own house and would be looking at a smaller scale to what you would be building. Is it adaptable to private houses or what advice would you give to our listeners who want to make a change?
1: There's many ways that people can make a change from a private perspective. I myself I'm looking into putting solar panels on my roof. I think that's a really really good opportunity and now that you can feed that power back onto the grid when it's excess to your own needs then that's really good investment but it's also a fantastic way of being part of that move towards us being a lower carbon economy and trying to tackle the challenge of climate change so that's a really clear way of being able to take part from a private individual perspective. I think the other thing to be considered is that there is a lot of renewable projects a lot of new grid infrastructure structure required and there are people who have concerns around those but what I would say though is that you should absolutely get the information on those projects and understand what's being proposed when people look at those they need to understand actually okay that may be in a particular area where that's being developed or built but that's part of our overall solution to tackling climate change and we as individuals by supporting those projects are actually supporting and taking part and doing our contribution as a private citizen to helping reduce our emissions and ultimately being self-sufficient on our own renewable power. It, it really does make a difference because I can speak from experience, if we don't have a positive engagement with the local communities where we're trying to develop our projects then you know those projects are not really going to go ahead. I have quite a big team that work on in the regions which are deemed as suitable, potentially suitable for renewable development. Well the first thing that they will do is go out and talk with the local communities and understand what the needs of those communities are or what Whatever concerns or requirements they have in terms of needing to understand better what's proposed. I think it's a very important thing for the renewable energy sector to communicate with the general public that, yes, it's individual companies trying to develop these individual projects, but this is all part of a wider plan for what we need to do to tackle climate change. What I would say as well about what the development of renewables is that we're actually already after achieving so much, and 20 years ago when I started in this sector, the level of uh, electricity coming from renewables was just about less than 1%. We're at 40% now. We're aiming for 80% by 2030. That's ambitious. We may be a year late with that or two, but it is likely to happen. It's technically possible to do, and that's what the policy uh, set by government is targeting, achieving. So they're really ambitious steps, but we've come so far already in a very successful way that I believe we really can become a net energy exporter of electricity, from of renewable generated electricity from Ireland. And that just is such a great opportunity for all of us. And That's something that I think we all need to keep in mind when maybe we see a little bit of negative commentary about, well, we're falling behind achieving this target or we're not doing enough to tackle climate change. When it comes to that renewable space, we we really are leading and doing really
0: well. If people want to follow your journey and your projects, where can they find out more information?
1: Well the Stackcraft website has a lot of information that's statcraft.ie so that's the Irish uh, part of the company and that website has a lot of information on our projects on new projects we're building and, and developing and is a good source of information there's also really good information in the Wind Energy Ireland as that's, that's an association representing the wind energy industry and the Irish Solar Energy Association both of those organisations give a lot of good information on wind and solar power and then finally SEAI That's the independent government-backed Sustainable Energy Authority who provide a lot of independent verified information on the renewable technologies and opportunities and potential they have. So any of those sources are really good to learn a little bit more about this.
0: Thank you very much for coming on the podcast and sharing your knowledge with us. I think the future is very bright and we learned so much from you today and what is in store down the line.
1: Thank you for having me.